Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for the leaders in Christ Church. I'm Andrew Cook and I'm pleased that we can be together once more. Christian Basics, Dr John Hall with a final look at salvation. Here on Serving Today we come to the final part of the Bible's teaching about salvation in the Christian Basics series with Dr John Hall and Derek French. And the question they're going to be talking about is, how is it possible for God to justify or to declare not guilty those who are sinful? Before John Hall speaks to us, listen to these verses from Romans chapter 4. Now, when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Now these are really remarkable verses. When you work, you earn a wage, don't you? They're your wages. They're not a gift. But the man who does not work, but trusts in God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. And then David is quoted as saying the same thing. Blessed is the man whose transgressions or sins are covered. But notice this there in that phrase. Justifies the wicked. Declares not guilty the wicked. It's a remarkable thing that God can do that or the ungodly. And he does it by people trusting in God. By believing in God. By believing in what Christ has done on the cross in order to save. Now this justifying the wicked is an interesting phrase. Once a lady said to me, I'll never be good enough for God, never good enough to get to heaven, which of course she wouldn't in and of herself. And I said, well, how good do you have to be in order to be saved? Oh, she said, I don't know. And I said, turn to this passage in Romans 4 and said, look, these are the people that saves. God justifies the wicked. Now, you could be called wicked, couldn't you? At which she was quite cross with me. And I said, well, I'm wicked, and you are, because we're all wicked in God's sight. And she understood the point then. The only qualification you need to be saved is to be a sinner, is to be wicked, because God is able to declare not guilty such wicked people who have faith in Christ. John, can I ask a question here? It's really to do with faith again, because you said earlier, you know, you've met people who've said, I have great faith. Is it our faith that makes us right with God? No, it's not our faith that makes us right with God. It's Jesus who makes us right with God. And we link into that by having faith in Jesus. It's because Jesus has died on the cross and lived a righteous life, kept the law, 
that enables us to be declared not guilty. It's because of Jesus' blood and righteousness or his death and righteousness that we're able to be saved. Circumcision won't save us. Religious ritual won't save us. Not even our faith will save us unless it's placed in the right person. And the only person that can save us is the Lord Jesus Christ. Derek, please read for us Galatians 2, 15 and 16. We who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law. Because by observing the law, no one will be justified. So you can't be justified by being good or keeping a law, only by faith in Christ. Justified by faith in Christ. Remember that, you must have the whole thing, justified by faith in Christ alone. And he puts it in the same way in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. God made him, that is Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God made Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us. He bore on the cross the believer's sin. The reason he did that was so that in Jesus we might become the righteousness of God. If you like, there's this great transaction we've looked at before. Jesus got our sin, and we, if we are Christians, get his righteousness, which is from God, and is received by faith alone. You know, we often long to earn our way to God. And many Jews in Paul's day tried to keep the law. But Paul says you can't do that. He says that in the passage we've already read in Galatians 2. But he also says that in Romans 10, verses 3 to 5, which Derek's going to read to us. I'm just thinking, John, before I read that, Paul himself tried, didn't he, to sort of gain salvation by observing the law and realised that he failed. That's right. It was all rubbish in comparison to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus his Lord. You can read about that, listener, in Philippians chapter 3. Well, I'll read from Romans 10, verses 3 to 5. Since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and so sought to establish their own, this is the Jews of Paul's Mm. day, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses describes in this way the righteousness that is by the law. The man who does these things will live by them. God's righteousness is Christ. He kept the law, he is righteous, and that righteousness is from God for everyone who believes. It's the righteousness which is by faith. As he goes on in that passage in Romans, as we've seen, a person believes in Christ, confesses Christ, trusts in Christ alone to make him right with God, and is made right with God through Christ's work and righteousness. Christ is the basis for our being declared not guilty. His death cleanses us. His righteous life is credited to our account. So we can say, as Paul does in Romans 5 and verse 1, Therefore, since we are justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, listener, have you got peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ? You must have. I want to end with a story. 
Now just imagine, listener, you're in a courtroom, observing the final judgment day. On the judgment throne is the Lord Jesus Christ, and in the dock is Mr. Good Enough. He sought to be good all his life, a church attender, baptised, given money to the poor, a good family man. He is asked by the clerk of the court, are you guilty or not guilty? There's silence, and as you observe the scene, you think he's bound to be okay because he's been good. His name is Mr. Goodenough, and Mr. Goodenough thinks the same. And with a smile and self-confidence, he says, not guilty. On what basis, says the judge? I've been good, religious, I've done my best, I've given to the poor. I'm good enough for heaven, never done anybody any harm. There's silence again. The judge says, looking very sombre, guilty. Take him away to hell. (sighs) There's a gasp in the courtroom. Who then will be good enough? If Mr. Goodenough fails, what about us? And Mr. Goodenough cries out, why, why? And the judge says, a man is not justified by observing the works of the law. Why, why, says the man again, I tried my best. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. You have not kept the whole of my law. You have not loved God with your whole being all the time. You've been proud. And besides, you failed to believe in my special way to be right with God through faith in Christ. Away with you to hell. There's a deep silence in the court. Who then can be saved, thinks every man that is stood shivering there. But some remember that though it's impossible with men, all things are possible with God. The next man is brought in. His name is Mr. Very Bad. Ah, thinks everybody. He'll go to hell and he deserves it. You all know about him. He beat his wife. He was idle. He didn't look after his family. He was often drunk. He was a thief. He was a liar. You didn't like him. He scratched your car. He pinched your chickens. And finally, in a drunken rage, he killed somebody and was condemned to death. He's hellbound. Please, says the clerk of the court, Mr. Very Bad says, with a head hung down, not guilty. There's a cry in the court. Never, never, take him away. Shame on you, Mr. Bad. Silence, says the clerk of the court. The judge says, what is the basis for your plea, Mr. Very Bad? Well, sir, while I was in prison, I heard your gospel, your good news. How you declared not guilty the wicked. How you made Jesus a sin-bearer so that sinners could have his righteousness. I heard that through trusting in Jesus, all my many, many, many sins could be forgiven, could be cancelled. And I sadly have so many awful sins. So by your grace, I trusted in Jesus. I cried out, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I had peace with God. Sir, judge of all the earth, I richly deserve hell. But my plea is that you look 
not at me, but on someone who stood in for me to save me, Jesus Christ. My plea is his cleansing blood. My plea is his perfect righteousness. My plea is your promise that those who come to him, however bad, will not be driven away, but be raised up. That those who look to him would live. And in my last hours, I look to him. That is my plea. There's a deep silence in the court. The judge says, on the basis of Jesus' blood and righteousness, this wicked sinner is declared not guilty and can enter heaven. The price for all his sins has been fully paid on the cross. And Jesus' righteousness is credited to his account. And to heaven he goes. And so we should ask those we are preaching to, where will you go on the judgment day? Because they need to be sure now that they are trusting in Christ. To trust in anything else means death and judgment. Well, that brings this edition of Serving Today to a close. So this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May God enable us to proclaim the riches of his mercy and grace. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. Or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.